0: us again at delisted the podcast i'm michael k and
1: i'm allison
0: uh matt 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 damon has stepped in it again once again so here we are (laughs) um matt damon has a history of saying dumb shit and many people have begged him to shut the fuck up but he will not and his mouth got him into a mess again. But before we get into Matt's latest mess up, let me bring up some of his greatest hits. So so we can see what he's said in the past.
1: Terrific. Let's uh, take a walk down memory lane.
0: Yeah. So during the peak of the Me Too movement in 2018, Matt Damon said it was a watershed moment, but that we should praise men for not sexually abusing anyone. So... Like we should thank men for not raping. So, yeah, basically.
1: Um, we should like stop listening to people telling their stories and we should go and find the nearest man and be like No, I don't think
0: he said that. I'm not I don't think he said people to stop sharing. I think he just said we should also thank men for not the thank the men who have not raped.
1: Right. Like take a moment out of your day and find a man who hasn't done something.
0: Yeah, the bar is that low. And he also said that there's a spectrum of abuse, like putting someone, you know, patting someone's ass is not the same as molesting a child. Um, He apologized and at the time said he's going to take a back seat, shut his mouth and listen. So in 2015, during an episode of Project Greenlight, which Matt produced along with Ben Affleck, He was having a conversation about diversity in film with Effie Brown, who is a movie producer. Uh She's a black woman, and she was a judge on the show. So she's very experienced. Uh And when she was talking about the importance of racial representation in film, Matt interrupted her. And then he basically white man explained diversity to her. Mm-hmm. And said that diversity behind the camera is not as important as diversity in front of it. So he got shit for that. He apologized. Mm-hmm. Also in 2015, which was a big year in saying stupid shit, banner from Matt year for Matt Damon. <laughs> he was talking to the Guardian, and they mentioned how there were gay rumors about him and ben, Aff- ben Affleck back in the day. And Matt said the rumors were deeply offensive, but that he didn't want to throw his gay friends under the bus. Uh, Matt also talked about gay actors in Hollywood saying that Rupert Everett is very handsome and very talented but that his career took a hit from coming out. And Matt feels like the best actors keep their private lives private, including talking about their sexuality. So it was kind of like he was implying that actors should stay in the closet. And this latest mess up involves the gay community too – Uh, Matt was doing an interview with the Sunday Times, and he said that months ago he made a joke using the homophobic slur that begins with an F, and that one of his daughters had to school him on how it's not okay for him to say that word. So Matt Damon is 50 years old, by the way.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Matt didn't say which daughter he was talking to, but he has four. He has a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old, and his stepdaughter is 22 years old. He didn't say which one, but this is exactly what he said. This is how it was written. Um, the word that my daughter calls the "f" slur for a homosexual was commonly used when I was a kid with a different application. I made a joke months ago and got a tree test from my daughter. She left the table. I said, come on, that's a joke. I say it in the movie Stuck on You. She went to her room and wrote a very long, beautiful treatise on how that word is dangerous. I said, I retire the F slur. I understood. So, Allison, what homophobic F slur do you think Matt Damon is referring to? Fancy? No, not fancy. No. Not not fairy not fruitcake, no. not friend of Dorothy, not fan of Lady Gaga. I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> a gay Lady slur. God. Don't come for me, little monsters, even though you have. Don't come for me again. Um, the one Matt is talking about, of course, is fag. Yes. It's a word that many people know is an anti-gay slur. Mm -hmm. I've been called it so much that in junior high school, I should have just changed my name to it since they called me that more than Michael. I really should have looked into that. The gay community has reclaimed it. And I have some friends who use it, some who don't. But I think we can all agree that Matt Damon should not use it.
1: Yeah, I think that like the world is probably 99% in agreement with that with a 1% margin of error and a 0.5% uh, of people being like, who's Matt Damon? And then you explain it to them and they're like, yeah, okay, of course he shouldn't.
0: Yeah, and so he got shit for it. There was a backlash. And like, like, like everyone has pointed out, mm-hmm. so Matt Damon said he used the word only months ago. That is very recently. And <laughs> like I said, he's 50 years old. He's traveled the world. Mm-hmm. He wasn't behind the candelabra. He has obviously worked with gay people. And if he knows the word treatise... He should know that saying the F word <laughs> is yeah. not something you do. Yeah, because Michael, like, I had to look up that word. Oh, I had to look up how to say it. I think I still said it wrong. I had to look up what it means. I had to look up how to say it. I'm like, Matt, if you know that word, then you should know you can't say that other word.
1: Yeah, if you're, like, uh, breadth of the English language includes tr- treatise, which is, like, Timmy, just say, just say she wrote me a letter. Well, no, you know, if he wants to use fancy words, that's fine. But then know that the the,
0: the slur <laughs> is a slur. And also that is like, I know he was trying to tell a story about, you know, how the younger generation is teaching him better or whatever. Yeah. But he told on himself, like, this was totally created by him. He did not need to admit it. Yeah, it's
1: not like he was interviewed. And then all of a sudden they were like, Matt Damon, by the way, have you ever said the F slur before? And he's like, wow, you know, it's funny that you should ask that. Uh, here's my story, but why I don't use it anymore? He was like, just out of the blue, was like, so guess what my daughter told me that I can't say anymore? Yeah, it was
0: like, you, you really should have kept that to yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, there, after there was backlash, Matt issued a long clarification. And in it, he said that he's never ever used that slur in his personal life before Um, but in his clarification he uses it twice Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he's used it at least twice matt says that during a conversation with his daughter he was telling her how even though progress has been made there's a lot more to do and his example of that is that when he was a child he regularly heard that f-word And that he even used it in a joke in Stuck on You, which came out in 2003. So that's what he's trying to say that, you know, it was said back then, but it's not really said now. And his daughter reacted that she couldn't believe there was a time when people actually used it at all. So he said that his conversation with his daughter about that word was not an awakening for him. He knew that it was not a word that you use. So he also said... I do not use slurs of any kind. I have learned that eradicating prejudice requires active movement towards justice rather than finding passive comfort in imagining myself one of the good guys. And given that open hostility against the LGBTQ plus community is still not uncommon, I understand why my statement led many to assume the worst. To be as clear as I can be, I stand with the LGBTQ plus TQ plus community. Mm
1: -hmm. I, I believe that apology. Like, I believe that he's not, like... I don't think that Matt Damon is, like... a. Oh, how do I say this without sounding like I'm defending Matt Damon? What I'm trying to say here is, the only thing that I don't believe, really, is that he didn't know that he shouldn't be saying that in, like, 2021.
0: Yeah, know? I mean, like, well, because it's, like, the story... The story he told in yeah. the Sunday Times, the way that it was written, makes it seem pretty clear, it, like he just learned that you can't use that word. And then he, he now yeah. he's saying, like, I never use it. So it was just, what I got from it, it is that Matt Damon has no fucking idea what he's saying. He just spits out words.
1: Yeah, and then afterwards he's like, whoops, my bad. Yeah. Whoops, where's my publicist? Because I need another apology. And it really needs to sound good. But like, I feel like though, there's, listen, we all evolve. We're all on a path of learning and doing better and all that stuff. And like things get updated and words that you used to say, you don't say anymore and stuff like that. But I feel like the F slur is one of those words. Like there's like, I still know of people that are like, you know, Oh, what do you mean? I'm not allowed to use this word. And it's like, okay, well, you know, we updated that, like, five years ago. Just Google it, and you're going to figure it out. Figure out a different replacement. Like, there's tons and tons of resources on the on the internet that can, like, tell you what you can say and what you can't say. But something like that, like, I... Like, I knew even in high school, like, that's not... That's a slur. Like, even as a joke, that's not, like, you don't say it. So... It's just like it took your teenage daughter to finally be like, dad, you can't say that. Like if he's making that many jokes about also stuck on you was like 2003. That's a long time ago. That's almost 20 years ago. Like it would be different if he was like, oh, but I I said that word like last year in a movie. And he's like, oh, I can't keep up with language anymore. It's like Matt Damon. That movie was two decades ago. That's not a good that's not a good enough excuse. I don't think.
0: Yeah, he should have known better. And also when he said, like, I've never said that word. I don't believe that. I don't oh, believe I'm it sure either. he has. He's but from I Boston. Do be- But I do believe that he knows that it's no longer okay for him to say it. And mm-hmm. it took him longer than it should have. But I- he's gotten there, I guess. Um, but you know what this whole thing reminds me of? Okay. So there's this classic paparazzi clip from mm-hmm. the early aughts of Lindsay Lohan. It all goes back to Lindsay Lohan. Mm -hmm. And the paparazzi are all around her, right? And she's like getting into a car and -hmm. they're asking questions about her nemesis, Paris Hilton. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Paris Hilton is a cunt. And the paparazzi are like, what, huh? Why would you call, you know, why did you call Paris Hilton that? And she stops and is like, "I, I didn't call her that. And they're like, you're <laughs> on camera saying this, and she's like, No, I love Paris. So, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is Matt Damon's publicist. That's what i learned from all of this.
1: Paris is a cut. <gasps> I'm sorry, Lindsay, what did you say? The Lindsay, Paris is a what? Is this a cut? I love Paris. Elvis. What would you say in <laughs> second ago about Paris? Hey, <laughs> Okay, so moving on from somebody who probably should have kept their mouth shut to a corporation that is allegedly keeping their wallet shut, Scarlett Johansson decided to sue Disney, which is a big deal because I can't remember the last time somebody has sued Disney. I oh, I'm sure
0: they get sued every day.
1: I mean, yeah, but uh, the lawsuits—I don't know if they're this big or notable. This is no, like they're a not big this lawsuit. big. No, yeah. it's
0: probably just like, coffee, you know, hot coffee fell on them. Not, and I'm not m- mentioning that McDonald's lawsuit because that was some serious shit.
1: That was, a, yeah, that was
0: a serious. Yeah, lawsuit. That was real
1: shit. This is like people being like, um, "I, uh, my churro tasted bad at Disneyland." Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. suing you. So last Thursday, um, Scarlett Johansson filed a lawsuit uh, against Disney. For breach of contract. So this is actually a, it sounds, whenever I hear like contracts and stuff, my brain gets really, um, uh, like it starts moving really slow because legal stuff kind of, uh, it doesn't register with my brain, not smart enough to do legal stuff. But this is actually a really cut and dry lawsuit, uh, except Disney's made it super messy. So the law, according to her lawsuit, um, Scarlett Johansson said that she was guaranteed a theatrical release for Black Widow. Uh, which is like the first standalone uh, movie for her character, Black Widow. This is the last time she's playing Black Widow. She'll never play Black Widow again. Because spoiler alert, I think her character died in like the last Avengers movie. So, but she said like, this is the last time I'm playing it. So anyways, the point is this Black Widow should have been like a big deal for her. And it's not. So Black Widow did get a theatrical release last month. But it was also, um, it also premiered on Disney Plus Premium Access. So that's what her lawsuit is about. So in her contract, she stated that she um, wanted to be guaranteed only a theatrical release for Black Widow. And that meant that um, as well, with it just being in the theaters, um, the more box office numbers that it did, like if it reached certain benchmarks, then she would get bonuses. That's a super common. Yeah, it's like back end. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, instead of taking your whole salary up front, you say like, oh, we'll get paid, whatever, I'm making up numbers. $10 million. Yeah, she said
0: Disney said she made, they paid her $20 million. $20 million. yeah. So, so on she, top of the $20 million, yeah, percentage of the gross profits or, or whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah, like if it hits like 500000000 uh, million, let's say overseas or something, then she might get, you know, a percentage. She claims that she has lost $50 million, up to $50 million in potential lost bonuses. So she might have thought... Oh, yeah, I'm getting paid 20 million but I could walk away from this with um 50 60 70 70 million and she's not and that's why she's suing them so um Disney decided to release black widow on Disney plus at the same time that they released it in theaters which is fairly common now because that's what they've been doing um, during the covid pandemic because some people are not ready to go back to movie theaters yet and lots of people are staying at home obviously so they thought that they would kill, you know, two Black Widows with one stone. But now it's coming back to bite them in the ass. Because when Black Widow premiered in theaters and on Disney Plus, it did really well on Disney Plus premium access, obviously, because people like staying at home. But it hasn't been doing so well in theaters. And um, well, it
0: did well, like it opened to $80 million. Which initially, huge. yes. And then it, it started to drop.
1: Yeah, because I think people got excited that first weekend and then they were like, oh, I'll just watch it at home or whatever. Like, I I don't have to go out. So Disney was kind of like bragging at the time, being like, look at how well Black Widow did. Like, it did really good box office numbers and it did great on streaming. But ever since that kind of first weekend, the ticket sales have continued to decline. And a lot of people are predicting that Black Widow will probably be one of the um, uh, least profitable uh, Marvel, like, superhero movies.
0: Yeah, which and, is crazy because it's made $344 million so far worldwide, which seems like a lot. But, like, those Avengers, they make, like, a billion dollars, right?
1: Oh, they make a billion dollars in, like, a month. And I think that Black Widow has been out for about a month. So $350 million is... Yeah, that's a ton of money to you and me. But to Disney, they're like, that's nothing. And to Scarlett Johansson, that's also nothing. So um, she sued them, and she also accused them of saying too, like, in March, Disney announced that they were going to put a bunch of movies on streaming at the same time as theaters, so they are like, Black Widow is going to be streaming, Jungle Cruise is going to be streaming, and that was a couple months before it was supposed to premiere in theaters, so her argument was, you guys had time to renegotiate the contract, like, you could have worked in the streaming, and you didn't, you ignored us, and now, I'm mad and I want my money so this is where it gets a little bit gross well it's already gross for Disney because again they could have renegotiated their contract and I think that they were just like um sending all of her calls to voicemail so that's the first bad thing but here's the second thing so after Scarlett Johansson her lawyers filed that lawsuit Disney released a statement and they said there is also I need to stress they didn't have to release a statement Nobody was begging Disney for a statement on this. Like, this is a lawsuit. It's not like a movie premiere. But they decided to say this. There is no merit whatsoever in this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. They also went on to say that, um, like you'd mentioned, Scarlett Johansson has already received $20 million for the film. And they also tried to argue that. Um, by releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus Premier Access, it could help her get 20 million uh, salaries in the future, like, assuming or, like, implying that she couldn't do that on her own. And that by having it uh, go on Disney Plus, that they, like, helped her so that she can maybe get more money in the future. So That's how you read it?
0: I read it as, like, she could have gotten more money. She's going to get more money from streaming or whatever more bonuses.
1: That's also like a lot of um a lot of websites kind of pointed out the that Disney's initial um statement like when they were accusing her of being um callous about like COVID and that the lawsuit was sad and distressing that that's kind of it's was sort of like a sexist attack on her because yeah. what they were essentially doing was being like oh, Scarlett Johansson is so selfish and demanding and, uh, you know, she wants more money, even though she already got 20 million, how much more money does she want? And then we also heard that Emma Stone is reportedly also going to be considering suing Disney because Cruella had the same kind of rollout where um, she might have had it, you know, guaranteed in her contract as well that she wanted, um, like, back-end stuff from a theater and then Disney, like, also dumped the movie on streaming which cuts into it. And also Cruella cost, um, allegedly it cost $200 million to make, and it only made about $250 million at the box office. So that's also the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, it didn't make a ton of money in the theaters, but that couldn't have helped by the fact that people were streaming it at home and not going to theaters. So anyways, but we haven't heard any more about this lawsuit, all we've gotten is Disney's response that made Scarlett Johansson sound just so greedy and desperate. Yeah, I
0: mean, this is basically a case of the rich eating the rich and not in a sexy way. Yeah, they're going. And like, I feel like a contract is a contract. And like you had said earlier, like this feels very black and white. Like it feels Mm -hmm. like this is totally her lawsuit to lose kind of or something. Yes. But then I read this article at the Hollywood Reporter. Talk about melting your brain. Okay. And, like, legal shit. But anyways, they think that she has a weak case. Okay. You know, they say, like, her contract might state that she, that uh, Black Widow has to be released theatrically, has mm-hmm. to launch theatrically, and it technically did. So that might fuck mm-hmm. with her. And also, there's probably a... Uh, an arbitration clause. Right. Meaning that everything has to be behind closed doors. But I do think like, I do think she like went very public with this lawsuit.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Because she knew like she had to go public to kind of get at them and and turn people against Disney, which is a smart move because that's kind of what happened. Like a lot of people are coming out and supporting her. She also argued that they could have released it, like they could have held it until, like, next year. hmm And released it, but they they did it now, and so that fucked with her money, yeah. etc. cetera. But I do think, like, Disney probably wanted her to sue them. Why? Because then they can settle for less than what they would have paid her in percentages. Oh, my over. God.
1: You're right. They could just, like, do an estimate and be like, do you think this is how much you would have made? Yeah, we'll
0: settle for $15 million. Here you go.
1: Bye. And Colin Jost is like... We need that money. We want a new house in the Hamptons. Just take it. Just settle with Disney. We don't want to be banned from Disney World. We have one kid already and one kid on the way. We're not going to go to Universal Studios.
0: Yeah, we can't do that. No. But yeah, again, a contract is a contract. So Mm -hmm. Disney breached it, which, I mean, Disney being shady, never. Shocked. Mickey Mouse is one of the most honorable... Beings, there is.
1: He's a beacon of pop culture honesty and truth. So, Demon Twink was trending on
0: Twitter over the weekend, and it's not because that's what Ryan Murphy call is calling the newest American Horror Story, which sound doesn't that sound like a Ryan Murphy American Horror Story season?
1: Absolutely, it feels like he's like scratching that off a notepad right now, being like, oh, "Well, I guess I can't use this now."
0: Yeah, and many people made that joke because. It's that obvious. But um, Demon Twink trended after a DJ told the story of a messy twink. Is there any other kind? Um, (laughs) Who acted a mess on a party cruise and got his ass eaten out in front of everyone. I mean, listen, I've heard the stories on gay cruises and those stories make this one sound (laughs) G-rated. But still, it trended. People are into it. So this all happened on Saturday aboard a circus line cruise boat in New York City. The boat was hosting a gay dance party des- uh, devoted to Free Britney. So it's called the Britney boat. And with those ingredients, I'm surprised the cruise wasn't full of demon twinks. But there was one that we know of and it w- he went viral. So... Tyler Sunderland, who is a DJ and produced the Britney Boat Party, he started it all by tweeting. There was a demon twink on Britney Boat last night. Threw a drink at the DJ equipment. Wouldn't get off the stage unless I stopped the music. Then the party ended and he's somehow in VIP getting his ass ate like out in the open. We had to literally tell him to stop and go home.
1: (laughs) He desecrated the Britney Boat.
0: D- or did he? Or did he um, christen Chris it? Christen it. <laughs> yeah. So then people, I guess some people like thought that Tyler threw the demon twink off the boat into Overboard. the water. So he, he corrected that. He said to every... One gay who doesn't have any reading comprehension skills. I said, then the party ended. Trust. If I could have sent him home while the boat was going down the East River, I would have. Honestly, I wouldn't have cared if he didn't throw a drink at me and fuck up my microphone and DJ equipment. So Demon Twink went viral and people made jokes, like I said, about Ryan, how my, Ryan Murphy's going to make a TV series for Netflix out of it, starring Troy Savan. Mm-hmm. And Troy Savon responded with, "Literally, so what if I got my ass a on a boat in New York? Sue me." Method it wasn't Troy Savon, by the way. People have also posted videos and pictures of who they believe is Demon Twink.
1: He doesn't look that demonic. I'll say that much.
0: In the picture that Tyler Sunderland he posted, mm-hmm. like a. It was like a screenshot from a video, and he has red eyes. He looks like Demon Twink. That's the poster right there. He's like shirtless, and his eyes are red, (laughs) and he's like crazed.
1: That's that's misleading though, because that picture looked like it was taken with like a disposable camera, and everyone's eyes look red when you when you take a picture on those.
0: Oh no no no! This was taken with the most expensive clear camera. It was just Demon Twink showing his true Demon Twinkness.
1: Yeah, he through the picture. Yeah. (laughs) And I bet that when he was getting his ass eaten out, um, someone had to lift up his pointy little red tail.
0: Yeah. And I, I wonder what Britney's song was playing. Work work, bitch. M- munch bitch. <laughs> Have you ever been on a party cruise?
1: I've never, ever, ever in my life been on a party cruise. I, I think it's like it's twofold. One, I don't drink anymore. And two, um, like I don't drink anymore because I feel like a party cruise would be like right up my alley. But also because boats make me a little bit sick. Have you been on one or many?
0: I've never been on a gay party boat. I have been on, you know, like a tourist party boat in the yes. Caribbean. Okay. And the captain, I mean, you you get drunk and you eat. The captain made us get up and do the conga, a conga line to a Jimmy Buffett song and it was torture so I would have like sounds like mm, hell (laughs) I mean I would have much rather see demon twink get his butt munched than do the conga line to Jimmy Buffett song like that's the exorcist reboot we need Allison and I will now get into five stories, starting with Kelly Clarkson. So Kelly Clarkson is in the middle of a messy-ish divorce from her husband, Brandon Blackstock. So Kelly recently won primary custody of their kids because she argued that her and Brandon's issues make it hard for them to co-parent. Brandon is also living in Montana while Kelly lives in Los Angeles. So the kids will mostly live with her, but they'll share legal custody. Uh, But Brandon recently got a big win himself because the court ordered that Kelly must pay him $200,000 a month in child and spousal support and she has to pay $1.5 million of his legal bills. So Kelly Clarkson reportedly makes almost $20 million a year. Brandon, who is one of her managers, wants to leave the entertainment industry and be a rancher in Montana, a really rich Brancher in Montana. So the $200,000 a month is temporary, though, because they have a prenup and are still working on a permanent divorce settlement. So she could, that number is probably going to change. So mm-hmm. save your coins, Brandon.
1: Because mm-hmm. I don't know how much ranching pays, but I don't think it pays $200,000 a month. But this this should be American Idol's new tagline. And it should just be, Let's see the voice produce an artist successful enough to make $200,000 a month disposal support payments.
0: Yeah, that is a selling point. Mm-hmm. And we did go wrong in life because we, instead of doing what we do, we should have married and divorced Kelly Clarkson. We'd be living on a ranch in Montana by ourselves. And I can't believe, like, I can't believe Kelly Clarkson makes so much because the royalties from Justin to Kelly are probably astronomical. That's probably but- where most of our money comes from.
1: Yeah, that's what's paying his $1.5 million
0: legal bill. Yeah, exactly. So one of the lords of Scientology, John Travolta, used to own a home only about a mile away from the Church of Scientology's headquarters in Clearwater, Florida. I say used to because he no longer does. The New York Post says that he sold that house for $4 million. So of course, now there's a rumor that John Travolta finally broke up with Scientology.
1: You know... Selling a house that is so close to the Scientology headquarters, that's a big clue that something is up. But I'm not going to believe it until he officially comes out and apologizes for Battlefield Earth.
0: And he should, yeah. And we we will not forgive him for that one. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to get your ass eaten on a party boat, on a Britney boat, because the world is ending. Because first of all, first, John Travolta breaks up with wigs, which... I have not gotten over. Next, he might have broken up with Scientology. And then if he also breaks up with staying in the closet and comes out, that's a tri- that's a triple whammy. The world is done. Yeah, so, that's
1: end yeah. times. All the water turns to fire. <laughs> it's <laughs> hell. It's like it. it's over. Our, our calendars are pulled off the wall. There's no more months.
0: There's been many, many, many rumors that Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott marriage is done and the son claims that Dean wants to file for divorce but he's too broke to do so the source says that they have so many expenses and bills because of their five kids and many pets so the source added right now divorce isn't on the horizon because they can't swing it financially they're living in a nightmare so they're not staying together for the sake of their kids they're staying together for the sake of their already empty wallets
1: Mm-hmm. They're empty
0: wallets. They don't want to get more empty.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you can't go negative empty. Yeah, the credit card companies are like, "Oh, you can't afford this divorce, and that's why you're not getting it." That's never stopped you before. They're like, "You owe us thousands of dollars, and you still keep using us." So, oh yeah, they should they should use their Amex. To pay for the divorce. Yeah. Can we charge that? <laughs> yeah, Can you we give what? you an IOU? <laughs> <laughs> Law- but you know what, honestly, lawyers would probably do it pro bono because they're like, listen, we know you're not going to pay any of your bills. Let's not pretend that's going to happen. This one's on yeah. us. It'd be a charity case, yeah.
0: <laughs> By now, you may have already seen the trailer for House of Gucci, which looks like some Ryan Murphy shit because it's a decadent mess from polyester wigs to knockoff dynasty fashions. To the accents. So it was directed by Ridley Scott, who gave us Cameron Diaz fucking a car in The Counselor. So that's what you should know about him. It stars Lady Gaga as Patrizia Reggiani, who went to prison for putting a hit out on her ex-husband, who was the head of Gucci at the time. He is played by Adam Driver. Selma Hayek, Jeremy Irons, Jared Leto, and Al Pacino are also in it. But the stars of the movie... Are the Domino's Pizza of Italian accents, Mm -hmm. and so Allison, I want to know if you can do a better Italian accent than Lady Gaga can. Although I don't think she's doing an Italian accent in this movie. I think it's more like Count Chocula.
1: It's something. I mean, I'll I'll try because my my Italian teacher is the Hamburger Helper glove when he goes to Venice.
0: Oh, then you're going to nail this. Yeah, you're. You all, you're only trained by the best, so 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 I'm gonna play. So the line is: It was a name that was sound, that sounded so sweet, so seductive. Let me play it for you, and then you try to you try to top this.
1: Okay. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive.
0: Okay, you got it.
1: It's yes, I do. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, you're my really. It's Scott like Russian. Like, it's <laughs> it like- was
0: a name that sounded so sweet. It's like. <laughs>
1: It's like a bu- it's, it's like, like a, a Bond it's like, villain. It's like a puppet on Sesame Street when they're like, "Can you make this vaguely European?" They're like, "Got it." <laughs> okay. All right, you want Okay, I'm going to do it, okay? Okay. <laughs> oh god, all right. I I would fail my audition. Actually, I might pass it. Okay. It was a name the sound <laughs> so sweet, so seductive.
0: Okay, you're cast. Let let me call Ridley yes. Scott. We're going to reshoot the whole movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, there goes Lady Gaga's acting Oscar. And let's end
0: this part with a story that hurt me because I love this place. So I'm talking about Casa Bonita, Colorado's premier gourmet Mexican emporium. So the first Casa Bonita actually opened in Oklahoma City, but the most famous Casa Bonita is in Lakewood, Colorado. It is a crown jewel of Colorado. So the Lakewood Casa Bonita opened in 1973, and it was made even more famous thanks to South Park, who devoted an episode to it. So South Park's creators, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, uh, you know, spent their childhood in Colorado, so they know the importance of Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita closed last year because of the pandemic, and they have yet to reopen. Its parent company filed for bankruptcy in April, and Casa Bonita uh, is still closed. So Trey Parker and Matt Stone are now trying to buy it. So they said that it was neglected before the pandemic and they want to do everything they can to make it amazing again. But the owners say that they aren't selling it. So Trey Parker and Matt Stone
1: cannot buy it. Oh, boy. Meanwhile, the cliff divers are like Trey Parker and Matt Stone, current owners. It doesn't matter. They just hope that whoever buys it has enough money to afford the workplace health and safety insurance premiums every time they dive off that cliff.
0: Well, and insurance for food poisoning claims because... Okay, so I fulfilled a dream of mine by going to Casa Bonita years ago.
1: Yes, I remember this.
0: Casa Bonita is a Mexican restaurant. put that in air quotes because the food is like a puddle of cheese, grease, beans, and meat... (laughs) Uh, You know. (laughs) Neat question mark. Yeah. I mean, it's shit. But the real star is the restaurant. Like you said, there's cliff diving. Like it's this restaurant is huge Mm -hmm. and it can seat like a thousand people. And there's like a lagoon in the middle and there's a waterfall and there's cliffs. Yeah. And then there's divers. They do a diving show and they dive off of it. And you're like, someone has had to have died at some point because this is not safe. And and like. I went like during the day on a weekday. So it was empty. And when we got there, we watched a drug deal go down in the parking lot. So that set the tone for the whole meal. That set the tone for the whole experience. And it's like, it's musty. And I think there was mold on the ceiling and the food wasn't right. But it was like, it's magical. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't have a Michelin star, but it has a dirt star. And it's. It's all about the experience. I recommend it. And we have to save Casa Bonita.
1: star is a star. Okay. I have a question for you. So I've heard a part of Casa Bonita. I've never been, um, but I've heard a part of it is this thing called Black Bart's Cove.
0: Yeah. Is that the, like the tunnel?
1: Yes. Are you in a boat?
0: No, I believe you walked through it. I can't remember that. I don't, that might not, that part might not have even been open.
1: Oh no. You know, it's bad when they won't even let you walk through a tunnel. <laughs>
0: This week, we're going to do Show and Tell, and it's the part of the show where Allison and I share and talk about something we're into. So this week, I'm doing a TV show again, because all I do is watch TV. And this one is one that everyone definitely knows, and many of you most likely watch it. But in case you haven't seen it, I'm talking about White Lotus on HBO. Uh, white Lotus is from Mike White. He did Chuck and Buck, The Good Girl. He was on The Amazing Race with his gay dad. He was on Survivor too. Um, enlightened, enlightened. One of my favorite he shows. wrote and directed all of the episodes. The basic plot is that it follows a bunch of rich white people on vacation at a luxury resort in Hawaii called The White Lotus. It follows the staff too, so it's like an upstairs downstairs type of thing. And it gets into white privilege, sexism, class, you know, like Matt Damon would be an amazing character on this show. He would fit right in. Not acting,
1: being just the character of himself.
0: The character of Matt Damon, Mm -hmm. yes. And it also went viral this past weekend because of a scene at the end of the episode, I won't tell you, that was shocking to some. But I watch a lot of gay porn, so I didn't bat an eye i didn't bat a brown eye even um so if you and if you saw the episode you know what i'm talking about but it stars the jennifer coolidge connie Britton, natasha rothwell the hot daddy from looking uh steve zahn cassie from euphoria and that guy we've talked about him on this podcast who was auditioning for a director via zoom and the director called his apartment a trash hole basically yes he's in that
1: mm-hmm.
0: so Jennifer Coolidge she's always the best part of everything right mm-hmm. and this is no exception but I feel like she gets deeper you know like she she, she kind of goes deeper in this one
1: right like you know she what I could I mean? have been she could have been surface level Jennifer Coolidge but they're giving her more yeah work the,
0: the, yeah the comedic relief but she's mm-hmm. so much more than that she's my Favorite character. She's so funny, but she's also like a character that I'm not, I, I I am have like, I don't totally grasp her yet, Right. you know, and I'm afraid she's going to break my heart, but that will make it, I mean, but I still love her character and that's what makes her interesting. Um, There's also this really funny scene between Connie Britton, Steve Zahn and their kids and kids friends where they're talking about bossy bottoms. And mm-hmm. they kind of go, that's a great scene. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally recommend it. There is one thing that bothers me,
1: though. Okay, yes. So
0: Connie Britton pay, plays like a tech, a millionaire tech mogul, right? She's like the yes. CEO of a Google-type company. Mm-hmm. And so there are, She on vacation with her is her husband, their two kids, and their daughter's friend. So that's... Five of them, yeah, five of them, <laughs> and <laughs> she gets a one-bedroom suite. Millionaire tech mogul Connie Britton gets a one-bedroom suite for these five people.
1: They'll have to share. That's is someone well, sleeping th- on a pullout?
0: Yeah, he's the the son sleeps like in a pullout in the kitchen. How dare they! I mean, this has a kitchen. This has a kitchen. They couldn't get another bedroom, so yeah, that's that's my my only gripe but also to uh tie in the demon twink story we were talking about the hot guy from looking he basically plays like a grown-up version of that demon daddy okay so yeah i'd fully recommend it and there's only two episodes
1: left there's oh my six gosh.
0: episodes total so it's short six episodes two episodes
1: left you can get through it so fast i love shows like that you can do it in a weekend. Yes. It's like watching an extra long movie.
0: Yeah. It's the best.
1: Um, Okay. Well, speaking of movies, my show until this week is a movie. Um, I went to the movies for the first time um, since before the pandemic. And when I say first time before the pandemic, I mean like really before the pandemic. Let me guess. Was
0: your let me guess, Hustlers? Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. So long ago. That was what? I think it was January, I think. Like, January 2020?
1: Yeah, and I saw it opening weekend, too. So I saw it, like, early. But yes, that was my last movie. And then my last movie before that was A Star is Born. So I don't get to the movies a lot. But I went last, or I went this week, and um, I went and saw Old. So the choices at my movie theater were not... It was like, I felt like I was going to the movies in like 1952 for a quarter because I had like three options. It was Black Widow, Old, or Space Jam. And
0: and you're I, like, fuck that Scarlett Johansson getting money. So I'm going to go with Old.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm aware of the lawsuit and I know I'd be putting money in her pocket, but I'm not going to do this anyway until I find out how this lawsuit ends. <laughs> no, I was actually interested in seeing Old because, I mean... Yes, he has some stinkers, but uh, M. Night Shyamalan, I like his movies. Who doesn't like Signs or The Sixth Sense or the one with the trees? So anyways, old is very, like, you can kind of tell from the poster and from the trailer that some shit goes down on a beach. Um, Gail Garcia Bernal and Vicky Creeps play a husband and wife who take their two kids to this beautiful resort. Oh my gosh, my show and tell is also about a beautiful resort and some rich people... On vacation. But this one is scary. This is not a good resort. So they show up and it's revealed that um, Gail Garcia Bernal and Vicky Creeps are having marriage problems and she is sick with something and they're gonna I'm not spoiling it. This happens in the first like 10 minutes. Um, They're getting they want to split up but they want to take one last trip um, together with their kids before they split up. So they go to this really nice resort. Then the resort manager is like, I'm going to book you this trip to a private beach. You can be there all day long. And they're like, sure, that sounds fun. So they go and then there's um, one other family and another couple. And while they're there, they see another guy by himself. So they're all on this beach. And um, M. Night Shyamalan plays the like Um, resort worker who drops them off and he's just like here's enough food like for the whole day I'll come back and pick you up at the end of the day and whatever and then while they're there things start happening obviously like scary shit starts happening and then the kids that are there start to get old so they did like they deduce that um, everyone is aging uh, one year of their life for every 30 minutes so for example, if you're on the beach for 8 hours, you'd lose 16 years of your life. So it's it's like me watching uh the news. Absolutely ages yeah, you. I incredibly. just start
0: aging a yeah, a year every 20
1: seconds or whatever. You turn off the news and the person next to you is like, oh, "What happened?" I'm like dust. I'm dust by <laughs> yeah. the time it's over. <laughs> yeah, so um anyway, because it's obviously an M Night Shyamalan movie, you should expect like a twist at the end, but I will say I did not predict the ending. I had no idea what the ending was going to be. So I was like, I enjoy that when I can't figure it out. And then I'm like, oh, wow, that's what's happening. Um, But also so a lot of people were like dunking on old on like Twitter and social media and stuff because it's like, it's funny to make fun of. And I will say that some of the movie is like, it's, it's laughable. Like there's scenes where they're supposed to be serious but you're laughing at it, and the dialogue is pretty corny sometimes. But I really enjoyed myself while I was watching it. I wasn't rolling my eyes at all. And at the end of it, I was like, you know what? That was a fun movie. I had a good time. So that's my best review for old, is that you, ha- you could have a good time watching it.
0: Is it something that you... Is better seen in the movie theater or can you wait until it comes out on one of the streaming services? You
1: can totally wait. The only reason that you'd want to see it in the movie theater is the cinematography is beautiful. So it was filmed in the Dominican Republic, I'm pretty sure. And it's gorgeous. Like, it looks so beautiful. And they spend the whole, like, two hours of the movie on a beach. So it's, like, very pretty looking. But you could watch it at home. But you'll definitely enjoy it. Like, it's a fun two hours. You know, when, like, sometimes you come away from a movie and you're like, oh, I'll never get that two hours back. Well, these people will never get their two hours back because they're aging one year every 30 minutes, but you will never say, I'll never get those two hours back because it is very enjoyable.
0: And if you do, send your complaints to allison at delisted.com. Allison. (laughs)
1: listen i'm not i'm not rotten tomatoes i'm not fandango.com i'm i'm just (laughs) i'm telling you just to go and have a great time and watch this movie
0: yeah no i totally want to see it so i'm glad there's i'm glad yeah i'm glad there's a twist
1: and it's it is like very scary like there are times where you're just like what the fuck is going on on this beach like what is the beach is it aliens is it hell like what is going on it's great it's very stressful so those
0: are our show and tells, Old and the White Lotus, and that is our show for the week. Um, if you have a question for us, for our mailbag, or you have a tip or a comment, email us at dtp at delisted.com. Till next week. Bye.
1: Arrivederci.